Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Guys of a certain age back on the air, the podcast. It's as evergreen as a pine tree in the pine belt in southern Mississippi, unless pine beetles get to it. And then it's not very evergreen at that point. Robbie Koblenz in studio alongside Art Shirley, Jay Reed. Yeah. You didn't like that one, Jay? Was that not a little funny? Evergreen, pine beetles, old, decrepit. Oh, I'm, I'm smiling. Of We're course, you're smiling. You're, you're you're the Ringo of the show. You're just happy. So to be I'd here. already tried to Beatles. I was trying to come. Oh, <laughs> nice segue. I was wondering if you're going to get that one. Yeah, you were trying to what? I was just trying to come up with the next joke, and then I just failed. You just failed. <laughs> yeah. My wife says if I don't come up with it and say it within 20 seconds, I should just keep my mouth shut. Ooh. I don't usually follow that rule. Yeah, my wife just says, I should just keep my mouth shut. There's no 20 seconds involved. So it's kind of like, you know, the five-second rule on the floor. You drop something on the floor right. and you got five seconds. Yeah, don't follow that either. So sometimes. before we get started, though, I think something needs to be said. What's that? It As we record, today is Robbie's birthday. Uh, it's Robbie's birthday. And in all sincerity, I want to give props to him and credit to him because this was his idea. The, the credit or the, the blame. podcast, not the birthday <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the podcast, That's sort yeah. of a timely wobbly thing going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this for the, would be two plus years now, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's literally he was just a mere child when we started. <laughs> His it, voice changed actually as we recorded. Yeah, right. Hey, welcome to the podcast. What was the Brady episode where the where Peter's, Peter's voice, voice changed yeah. and they sing "Time to Change" when they were trying oh, to record? Yeah. But anyway, right. thank you, Robbie. Well, thank you, This Jay. is your idea, and you sustained it without you. It didn't happen, and, and uh, not trying to butter you up or anything. Oh. But, uh, but really, I mean, oh. my life for the last two plus years has changed for the positive i think just because i have this to look forward to every week i'll agree yeah it's been a it lot has of changed for the positive for you <laughs> <laughs> no i absolutely well, agree in all sincerity i think we do appreciate all you do to make well thank happen. you guys. it's been fun we don't care i mean we do care but our listeners are secondary to the enjoyment that I think we share. Except for Mrs. Reed. Except for Mrs. Reed. There you go. Yeah, yeah this has been fun. What's amazing to me is, number one, we've kept it going for over two years. And number yeah. two, we've done this pretty much every week. Yeah. Sometimes we'll double up. Today we're doubling up because of vacations and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, a single episode a week for over two years. That's pretty fun. Yeah, it so, is. At least for us. At great, least great. for us. Who cares right. about anybody else? It's all about us. All right, so let's jump into some Geeks of the Week. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I've okay. just got mine's uh, casting news. I've got, actually got a couple of pieces of casting news. Uh, uh, Henry Cavill, best known as uh, Snyder's Superman from Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman in the Justice League, is going to be playing a new role. He's uh, been tapped to be the new Highlander in the reboot of that series. Because there can be only one. There can only be one. Yeah, there can only be one. There can be only one. There can be only one. <laughs> I yeah. can't make myself say it. Yeah. Uh, so he's, I think, the third person to play the Highlander. He's playing the same character that uh, uh, was originally in the movie. Christopher Lambert played, the, yeah. also known as Tarzan. Uh, but um, I'm not sure if they're making any changes to the story or whatever, but they are going to reboot the series. So he's excited about that. Glad to have work. And no, no Sean Connery showing up. I would imagine not. Yeah. You know. I wonder if Christopher Lambert will make a cameo appearance. That could be kind of fun. Yeah, that would be kind of neat. You know, yeah. Highlander to me is one of those movies that the first one was great. Uh-huh. And it wrapped up so neatly. Yeah. And then they should have just let it go. Well, I'm kind of reminded of uh, 
Conan the Barbarian. You know, the first one's perfect. The second one's okay. Yeah. Certainly watchable. And then they tried to reboot it with Jason Momoa a few years ago. And I don't know that anybody even remembers that. Of course, Aquaman has eclipsed his playing Conan. But I'm hoping for Henry Cavill's sake that that's not the same case here. That, you know, maybe he will have something that's better than the original or at least as good as the original. You think the Corrigan will show up? Because I don't know. The homeboy's still alive. Who played Corrigan? I can't remember. I, I. he was Zim in Starship Troopers. Oh, uh, what was his name? Are you talking about a movie or a series? Yes. This is going to be a movie. Now, okay. they did do a TV series. That's Highlander. what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with a guy that looked a lot like Sean Connery, and I can't remember his name, but I always thought if they, yeah, I thought he might have been in line for a, a James Bond role. So, and the other the other casting news is Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's played Quicksilver in the MCU. I saw that. Before he was replaced by yeah. someone else in WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, is going to be Craven, the hunter. What's the name of the Craven? Yeah, the Craven, yeah. Craven the Hunter. And he's a Spider-Man villain, and he's going to have his own movie. Again, I'm wondering how that's going to work out. So the whole the whole Spider-Verse without Spider-Man is really interesting because yeah. you've got you've got Venom 2 coming out with Carnage. Right. And I'll have to say, I had reservations about Venom, and I really enjoyed the first movie. I'm hoping the second one's going to be as much fun. It was, have you, did yeah. one of y'all see that? I've not seen Venom. It was, I, it was, it was a fun movie. To, you yeah. know, I had, I had no expectations, or, or at least low expectations for it. And it turned out to be a fun movie. I'm just, I'm wondering how often they can do that. How yeah. often they can go back to that well without Spider-Man being involved. Yeah. Is yeah. it is it a Sony production? Do you yeah, know? Yeah, it's okay. a Sony. Because Sony's got the rights to, to Any all Any Spider-Man the, character? Okay. Yeah. So, so. Eh, it'll be interesting to yeah. see. So, so is, is, is Henry Cavell, Cavill, Cavell? Cavill. 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 Called the Cavalry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So is he like twenty the, second rule? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So is 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 he the geek poster child now? Superman, The Witcher. Yeah, The Witcher, um, The Highlander. Highlander. Of course, he's been in a Mission Impossible movie. So yeah, that's. I mean, what what else? Thing. If you're playing geek bingo, what else yeah, can he, he do? He's there. Yeah, he's got to get to the Marvel universe. What? What? And they, you know, there's we've talked about that last Captain time. There's Britain, been, I dare well, I, I think Hercules is more likely. Uh, from yeah. what I've read, and none of them may happen, especially with the Highlander. They may think, okay, we don't need to, we don't need to get him. But it's like the anti-type casting because yeah. you know he's everybody but Superman. He was in yeah. Enola Holmes as well. That movie. Oh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he so was Sherlock right. Holmes. And there's Man. supposed to be another ver- another movie of that I just read today. Yeah, you know what he's that- missing now? The after the Marvel, he's got to play. Uh, he's got to play somebody. He's got to be a doctor on Doctor Who. And or that, I was going to say Star Trek or oh, Star yeah, Wars, possibly. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's you know he needs to get those. But boy, man, he's got time. Yeah, he does. Hopefully, so. Mm-hmm. All right, good geek, good geek. What's what's your geek there, Jay? My geek is a new album by Mickey Dolenz. Oh wow, former monkey. Yeah, that's right. He's got an album called uh, Dolenz Sings Nesmith. So all the songs wow. were written by Michael Nesmith, uh-huh. his former well. Former monkey companion, but apparently they've been like traveling together. Touring yeah, they've together. got a tour coming uh, to Birmingham, I think, uh, within the next couple of months. Well, that's we what I read that they were there. planning on it. COVID, you know, yeah, if COVID was going to allow it. Mm-hmm. And hey, one hey, of the songs, they're the monkeys. Hey, <laughs> which I loved. I love that show. I, lo- I Me seriously, too, yeah. seriously love the music. So yeah. I listened to a couple of clips this morning, and he's uh, one of the one of the songs is called "A Different Drum," which Linda Ronstadt made mm-hmm. famous, but With Michael Nesmith ponies, yeah. wrote it. Uh huh. Um, and so he's doing that one, and I listened to about even Carrie Underwood did a version of it for a, okay. an award show. But anyway, and I think he wrote cool. a couple of monkey songs as well, right? Nesmith, yeah, I think he did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, yeah. So anyway, it was just kind of cool. He's seventy six years old. Wow, just putting that in. Mickey it was, is. Re- Mickey is. Okay, recorded all this during during you know right quarantine lockdown whatever. 
uh, and released a couple of weeks ago. I saw Mickey and Davey together down on the coast many years ago. Now, of course, Davey Jones has passed on. But uh, they were – it was a. Did he go to his locker? Oh. Mm. That was within 20. I, know. I know. You, you may want to shorten that. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were incredibly good. And, you know, they always got the bum rap of um, they never played their own instruments and stuff. Well, they did in the studio. Mm-hmm. They actually did when they went out on tour. And, uh, and Nesmith and uh, Peter Tork were both accomplished musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Mickey got to be – I don't know that David played much more than – I think he was a singer more so. But Mickey played guitar and piano and stuff, and he right. was very, very good. I, I just watched a special on how that show came to be, too. That's oh, interesting, really? too. Yeah. You watch YouTube. that. Yeah. But I just it's like called, that style hey, of hey, music. hey, we're the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> we were the monkeys. We were the monkeys. Yeah. Soccer there. As opposed to Charles Manson or Stephen Steele's. Right. So, anyway, huh? Mickey Dolan's – Charles Manson auditioned the, – the rumor is uh, – that Charles Manson auditioned for the monkeys. Wow. Monkeys. And Stephen Stills was going to do it. And they said, you're great. We just want somebody with a different look. So he's the one, he was friends with Peter Tork and he said, you need to go try out for this show. How would the world be different if Charles Manson had been in the monkeys? Who knows? Wow. That's That's an Ellsworlds novel. No kidding. Yeah, that's it. So, well, it's my birthday, so I'm going to have as many geeks as I want. So I've got a couple. One is... And that would be different. How? <laughs> that's right. That's right. So this is from the, oh, I didn't know about this, said Jay department, but you guys may know. There is a phone number you can call that's registered to Colorado Springs, Colorado, 1-719-266-2837. Jay, I mean, uh, Art, you called the number. I did, yeah. Jay, did you call the number? I did. Yeah. I love Holland Oats. This is Colin Oats. And you call in, and there are four choices. There's Rich Girl, there's Private Eyes, and there's Man Eater. Man Eater. And what's the fourth one? Oh. I can't remember. I can't either. So you call in this this vaguely British female voice. Yeah, I had to call back because I didn't understand what she said the first time. And then the in the song list, it was like Manita. Instead of man eater, man eater, yeah, man eater. Uh-huh. yeah, that was it. The other one was man eater. No, we said man eater. Did we say man eater? Rich girl, man eater, private, private, eye. private eyes, and I can't remember the other. Uh, one. We'll have to call it when we get off air. Anyway, coolest thing ever. This thing's been going since 2011. Really? And the did guy- it play something for you? Or did you get like an application error? No, it played for me. Oh, I got I an got, application. I got error. application error because I waited. I figured ransomware was going on. Right. There. I yeah. got a. Uh, I listened to this private eyes. Oh, you did most of it. Anyway. Is it the actual song? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's see. I'm 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 calling it right now. So well, I'm trying to call it right now. I think I can't. Is this something John Oates has put together to kind of get a little money? No. So there was. Yeah. I hope, really. I hope he's not getting any from me. <laughs> so there was a uh, there was a developer who went to work for a new company. I forget the name name of the developer and the and the application. They were looking uh, for a quick way to show how their their software could work in a practical call in application yeah. like this. So he developed this little applet, and it's actually calling. It's 800 number. I think the article I read from NPR in 2018 said it cost them a dollar a month to uh-huh. run. And it's doing callbacks to drop boxes for the WAV files. Okay. So it's a little piece of software that's running yeah. as, a, as an abstract application server uh, level sort of thing. And it's calling to, you You put in your, your code, one, two, three, or four, and it's doing a call to Dropbox yeah. to, to play. That's cool. You know, for yeah. Yeah, I like. Hall I've notes. always been a big fan of Hall and Oates too. Just think they're, you know, 
especially of that time, is, it takes you back to that that era whenever you hear those songs. A little blue-eyed soul. A little blue-eyed soul. And yeah. Daryl Hall has some show on uh, where he invites artists to come record with him in some cabin that he's got at home with Daryl or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. And John Oates, apparently, he's touring, and uh, I know a guy that knows a guy, and he just one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet, apparently. So that's good to hear, too. So if John Oates' last name had been Logs, they'd be Holland Logs. Mm. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, shorten that time. Oh, yeah, shorten that time. So, since it's my birthday, my other geek of the week is the news that Amazon is purchasing MGM. So, this leaves... Netflix does not have their own studio. Apple TV doesn't have their own studio right. at this point. So... This means Jeff Bezos, who arguably could be the greatest Bond supervillain of all time, mm-hmm. now owns James Bond. Ah. So, Bond, uh, the uh, Legally Blonde franchise, Rocky franchise, Creed. So, now Amazon has got their own studio to play with. Right. With with existing material, and then I guess the idea is that they'll use those studio resources to create original material for Amazon. Probably. So. Back in 2016, 2017, apparently there were some conversations between Apple and MGM uh-huh. about them purchasing, Apple purchasing MGM. Okay. So where does this leave Apple in the streaming wars? So Warner Brothers has Paramount, right? Is that? No. No, Paramount is, is, CBS. is CBS. Okay, so what does Warner Brothers have? Is Warner Brothers Warner Brothers? Warner they, Brothers yeah, is Warner so Brothers. So they've got, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and that's tied but, in with HBO Max in terms right. of the streaming service. Yeah. Okay. And remember, we talked last week, Warner Brothers and Discovery Plus is merging. Right. And so, so they, that'll be Warner Media, but they'll have the Discovery outlets yeah. as well. So, yeah. To kind of compete with, I think, the National Geographic yeah. of. Uh, Disney. So CBS has got the Paramount Library as mm-hmm. well, but it does. You've got Netflix going on their own, and they've they've spent billions of dollars yeah. on on content. It kind of leaves Apple as the as the lone streaming service out there without a deep library of content. Yeah. So I'm really curious what they end up doing. Um, I mean, Bezos, man. It, we talked what last week, week before. It spent over a half a billion dollars on Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I wonder if you know with <sighs> iTunes or whatever it's called now, the, the the rental service. If 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 Apple committing to a major studio would would hurt that. You know, also, well, if you go with whatever the studio is, we're going to pull our um, rental rights from you for iTunes. So our selling rights. So maybe. Maybe that's it, know. but you know, it just, you've got to wonder what Apple's mm-hmm. long game is. Here. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so those are my geeks of the week. Any comments, Jay? No comments. No, that's no, Mr. News. Bond. I want you to subscribe. Mm-hmm. That is the greatest headline I've ever seen about the H about the uh, MGM Amazon deal. I just, I cackled for days. I had to <laughs> explain it to people in my family because they didn't know Goldfinger. They didn't know Goldfinger. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but anyway, but right. you're right. Uh, Bezos, what is Bezos? Whatever, Bezos be, is is absolutely a Bond villain. I mean, he, would, he really, yeah. he and Elon Musk. Yeah. I, I tell you what, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break here. Jump on the other side. We're going to talk about the plethora of superhero shows, part one. See you in a few. Okay, it's plethora of superheroes. <laughs> Thank you, Art and Jay. Plethora yeah. is actually a villain in this. <laughs> it's a Bond villain, That's right? right? And the upcoming Bond, well, sounded good anyway. All right, let's talk superheroes. And we're going to kind of break this conversation into two parts. So um, part one, obviously, you're about to listen to if you haven't turned us off already. Part two will be next week. 
So back in the day, guys, remember when superhero movies were truly events and they were so few and far between. The first superhero movie I remember was obviously Christopher Reeve's Superman. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, same for you guys. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So now, you, do you remember? Okay, so I'm going to go a little bit farther back. And, and granted, we could go all the way back to the serials with Captain Marvel and Batman and, and Superman. I wasn't alive then. No, I wasn't either. Actually, I was not either. <laughs> but I was alive when they had the Incredible Hulk on TV, sure. the Spider-Man TV series for a while, and we were excited about those because yes, like, they're actually in costume on TV. Even Spidey on the Electric Company was exciting to us. I love Spider-Man on the Electric yeah, Company. That's right. But uh, so we had that. But the first. I think the first real thing we went, okay, somebody's, you know, obviously spending some money. This is an important deal now was uh, 78 Superman with Christopher so, Reeve. So Richard to me, Donald. I kind of define it as it hung out. Superheroes were Saturday morning fodder. Yes. Then we moved to a prime time with the Incredible Hulk. Wonder Woman. Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman, yeah. That's yeah. Right, yeah. Um, and then, then we go to the blockbuster event mm-hmm. of Christopher Reeve and Superman. Right. So, I mean, would you guys agree that's kind of the... Yeah, I think so. I think you yeah. had that. You know, those little stages. So Superman was 78? 78, right. And so green screen, blue screen special effects had had matured enough, thanks to this Mm -hmm. little film called Star Wars that came out a year before, that they were able to do some of the flying sequences. Yeah. I mean, because I remember watching that and thinking, wow, you really do believe a man can fly, which was their tagline. And so they, they did a great job of that. And it holds up. If you go back and watch it, it still holds up pretty well. Uh, still a great movie, and mm-hmm. Christopher Reeve may still be my favorite Superman. Yeah, I, so he is mine for sure. So after Superman one, of course, we, we they cashed in on Superman two, which was a great movie. Then yeah. we don't really talk about three and four, but that was kind of it for a while, correct? Right. When and did the Batman series eighty nine? Right. Was it? And okay. so what happened was you had three which was the one with Richard Pryor. Ugh. And then you had four, which the was the one that Christopher Reeve only came back if he could direct, and that was not a good one either. And so that kind of killed superhero movies for a while because really nobody else had been able to do it, if I'm remembering correctly. There was there were some things, some attempts with it, you know, but but nothing ever hit nearly as big as the first two movies did. But remember... Super- and Supergirl, they did some things, you know. Oh, yeah, I did like oh, Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah. But remember, Superman was the iconic superhero. Yeah, granddaddy I'm, of them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So um, then nothing until 89 right. with the Tim Burton, Michael Keaton Batman, right. correct? Right, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't remember anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there were some things, but nothing that really hit big. Nothing that was, uh, I don't know how you described it earlier, but you know, nothing that was as iconic. Or, and, or, or, or know, a tentpole movie. Yeah, tentpole movie. That's yeah. a great way to think of it. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, because it was the summer blockbuster movie, you know, that everybody was looking for. You know, I I remember some of the ads that were running as mm-hmm. it came out, and it it just destroyed the box office. You yeah. know, there were there were aerial there was a thirty second spot of aerial shots going over beaches and through yeah. parts, and there's nobody there. And the tagline was "Everybody's watching Batman shooting yeah. you" or something mm-hmm. to that effect. Right. So it really was a huge event, and that was kind of predicated upon the success of Dark Knight Returns, the Frank Miller reimaging of Batman. Man, which to me was that seminal event that kind of reset Batman as an adult mm-hmm. superhero. I mean, would you would yeah, you agree I'll with that? Say that? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So we have Batman. Batman Returns in ninety or ninety one. Uh, I, I would say remember. probably two or three years afterwards. So if it's eighty nine, it's probably ninety one. Sure. Yeah. And so we started to have the same arc with with Superman that one and two were good, but three and four were not very good right. at all. Right. And instead, and of, again, a lot of it has to do. With studio decisions. That's right. Because uh, they got rid of Donner 
for uh, Superman 2 because they didn't like the direction it was going. They wanted something lighter, and they brought in Richard Lester to do Superman 2. If you've seen the Donner cut of Superman, it's a great movie. I think I think uh, the theatrical release that Lester did, it's a great movie. That's but right. the studio starts to think, we know better, and they take it away from the creative team that kind of delivered in the first place. And that's what happened with Batman because they got too worried that it was going too dark. And I'm usually not a fan of things going too dark, but Batman needs to be dark. And what Tim Burton was doing was great. So unfortunately what happens is they go to Joel Schumacher. (laughs) Bless his heart. Yeah. And I, I, and I like Joel Schumacher. I love the lost boys. He's a great director. Yeah. Falling down. Um, And I think he delivered what the studio wanted, which was kind of a return to the more campy Batman of the sixties. Sure. Sure. Remember Flatliners? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I love Flatliners. Yeah. It was great. It's the second yeah. one now. So mm-hmm. I, I thought Schumacher was a good choice until the studio control came in. And yeah. yeah. So so at, at that point we get we get another reset. Then the next Now we did have Uh-oh. uh Batman led to a TV version of The Flash, which oh, was that's very right. cool. That you was. Know, you, you had Danny Elfman doing the music again. John Wesley ship as, as Flash. The Flash. Yeah. You know, it's very much of that Tim Burton kind of feeling to it. Although, fortunately, they didn't try to remake The Flash as the Batman. I think they allowed him to be, you know, his own character pretty much. But there were elements of it that you could tell pulled from the Tim Burton aesthetic. That's right. Um, and, and and Batman also led to the animated series. Yeah, that's what that which was a huge part of that. I mean, that's because that Batman the animated series, although not adult in the terms of like Adult Swim and things was, you know, a, a very grown-up type of series and had, uh, mm-hmm. and I think, paved the way for something that, uh, you know, could be taken more seriously than the Saturday morning Super Friends kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Bruce Tim, that that creative group, and, and to, to a lot of people, there there's a contingent of Batman fans that that Batman is the definitive Batman, yeah. Kevin Conroy's Batman. Yeah. I'll uh, still say Mask of the Phantasm is probably the best Batman movie. Absolutely. Made, yeah. I actually saw that in the theaters. Yeah. It, it was yeah. it was fabulous. And you knew it was going to be a good series when they used the Danny Elfman, Tim Burton Batman theme. Right. And that kind of took some of that same Art Deco aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And and DC's always done a great job with their their animated series. Yeah. So the animated series kind of carried the banner of Batman, you uh-huh. know, even through the disappointing Joel schumacher years yeah so you know at that point we have a little bit of movement in the marvel camp right in in that x-men which had been snapped up by 20th century fox, fox had them, yeah, right ended yeah. up uh hitting the Silver singer Green. doing the x-men thing so yeah. you know this was i remember my late teens early 20s when when x-men got huge with marvel comics mm-hmm. we would always have that uh we would we would cast the x-men Right, and and the one constant was Patrick Stewart as Professor X, uh-huh. uh, which I mean they ended up coming up and doing it. But you know, so X Men and X Men Two were great. X Men to me was really the first true to the comic book movie that 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 happened on the on the silver screen. I mean, would you would you agree with that, Art? I mean, yeah, I mean, you have the costumes that aren't there, but I think they what they the compromises they made to go to a live action comic book movie were necessary to keep it from, you know, feeling silly, I guess. Sure. But although Superman and Batman worked pretty well with those, with their they costumes. They did. But in terms of the dynamic between the group and mm-hmm. Professor X, I think they absolutely capture that. 
Especially in the beginning, especially in the first part of it. Well, and then let me just add something on. So Superman stayed in Metropolis. Batman stayed in Gotham. Yeah. X-Men spanned the world, right? Yeah. Even uh-huh. though technically Superman went around the earth and right. rotated a couple of times. Right. But it was the first time we saw world building beyond mm-hmm. because you had Magneto. You had a few other things happening. So, yeah. Jay, are you still there? I'm here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so you... You had X Men, and to me, that was the that was the turning point to say, "Hey, we can make movies that make money um, as as superheroes." So, yes. and I think I think X Men also because regardless of what you think of the two and three, they were they were much more solid entries than we had seen in the Batman and Superman franchises. And you've got to this idea that okay, we can build an ensemble cast, we can have a lot of superheroes in one movie. And we can, for the most part, you know, hold the quality. You know, you can argue whether or not, you know, two and three did that. But I think in terms of the viewing public, they worked out pretty well. well that trilogy works out pretty well. And Hugh Jackman owns, owes Brian Singer and 20th Century Fox a oh, yeah. lot of money. Yeah. Now, yeah. I think that's probably a legitimate complaint that, you know, maybe they leaned into Wolverine too much. But they realized they had the star power. And like you said, they made Hugh Jackman into the star that he is but, today. But but that, that at that point, Wolverine was the breakout character yeah, of the X-Men. Yeah, he absolutely was. Yeah. And, he, you know, and in terms of X-Men, man and a lot for a lot of marvel folks wolverine is still he's he's really comparable to their batman he is yeah he so is. Um, both in terms of you know he, he can be a little bit more uh savage than batman and i think they sometimes batman they try to work him back into that but um hey uh, bub yeah. Sick. yeah wolverine's the one with the claws Jay. I'm, I'm uh-huh. aware. okay you probably had you but had he's shorter than i am in the comics I mean, he really he's like is five short. three. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wolverine is. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. built. He's five three. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I mean, I follow the X Men closely. All I was thinking earlier, I, I used to. And we'll get to this. I know it at, at another either later today or in the next one. But if if we remember, I used to. I mean, I bought all the Superman movies. I yeah. bought all the Batman movies. You know, had the whole set, and then Dark Knight have all that X Men. I started, and that's kind of when things. Yeah, yeah. I was it's running like out I can't of keep space. up anymore. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you had you had Wesley Snipe and Blade, right? Which most folks don't realize that Blade mm-hmm. is a a superhero, a Marvel yeah. superhero, right. who's actually going to play a pretty big role, I think, in Phase Four mm-hmm. on the uh, current Marvel and Cinematic Universe. I can't remember who's playing him. Maharishi, what's his name? Anyway, yeah, uh, I know exactly. Marcela, yeah, yeah, and I'm sorry, I can't remember his name because he's a fantastic actor. Boy, he is awesome, uh, but. Um, Anyway, yeah, so that's kind of where we got to with X-Men. And again, it spawned some things. There were some TV. It spawned? Spawn. Uh, spawn. I was going to mention yeah, spawn. spawn. Yeah, we had we had other movies that were not part of DC or Marvel that came out. And, and, and that's kind of when, you know, the you know Hollywood, if Hollywood is nothing else, it, it's a town of copycat yeah. and, and derivatives. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember, remember when there were... There were how many asteroid crashing into oh, the yeah. Earth movies? Right there, made at the same time. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, there's like there were like three of uh-huh. them. And how many mission to Mars movies were yeah. there? Volcano. Yeah, know, it's things. just and so all, crazy. So Holly- so they start looking for properties, and DC and Marvel are gonna be too expensive. So you find these independent companies like Spawn, uh, Todd McFarlane's uh, character. Uh, you do other things like Road Perdition, which is a Tom Hanks, Paul Newman. Was Paul Newman in that? I believe yeah. so. Uh, movie. I think it was one of his last movies. Um, 
that's a comic book based. So people don't realize our graphic novel I didn't know based. That, no. Yeah, it's and then Scott Pilgrim versus the World is is also. So you you're they're starting to get into properties that aren't necessarily you know caped superheroes anymore. And that that's on the comic side. That's when we start to see graphic novels move away from. Uh, compilations of comics to standalone right. artistic mm-hmm. forms of expression, right? right. Mm-hmm. So that you know, we start to see that happening, and then Marvel, who is almost ready to close the doors because they're losing so much money, we're getting to the mid two thousands now. They they've sold off. They've sold off Spider Man. We didn't even talk about Spider Man. And when so, does that fall in the timeline? So yeah, it was that two thousand two. Yeah, because when you've got your, it seemed to be coming at the end of the X Men thing, and that's right. They're getting that, and so you had Tobey Maguire's version. Because if you remember three of those, yeah, right? I think I've got that set as well, yeah, but I don't uh-huh. have all the rest of them. Right. So if you remember, the original trailer for Spider Man came out in uh, mid two thousand one, and they had a web between the twin towers. In the trailer, right, and so obviously post nine eleven they took yes, that out. Yes, that's right. That's so, right. That's a good way to remember when. So that it became a the two thousand two hit, and uh-huh. to me, I, man, I love Spider Man two. Um, yeah, that's a better movie. It is. I mean, Spider Man one. I mean, Spider Man's great. great. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. But Doc Ock, oh man, yeah. Melina, I, I love Spider Man yeah. two. And then Spider Man three was awful. It really kind of was. Yeah, I, it's it it suffered from the fate that so many movies do. Uh, superhero movies do where they try to put too many villains into the piece and uh it just it, you really need one good villain you know maybe you've got somebody he fights as a preamble to the main story but you need just one good villain which is why the joker works really well why doc ock worked really well and another reason why batman with mr freeze and, yeah, and, and yeah. all that once you get to that point yeah it falls apart but if you guys will remember going back to the original batman movie jack nicholson is the joker got top billing yeah. yeah, you know, because he was the bankable star. Because at that point, mm-hmm. Michael Keaton had been, you know, Mister Mom had been um, Beetlejuice. Yeah, Beetlejuice. He'd done a lot of comedy roles. Yeah, uh, there was the there was a movie of Michael Keaton as an evil landlord. I cannot remember the name of the movie. Pacific Heights. Pacific Heights, which yeah. made me realize, yeah, he could play a serious role. Yeah, but so. that was actually after Batman. Was that after? Yeah, Batman? Yeah, it was after Batman. There was something before. Was Clean and Sober? I before? think it may have been Clean and Sober. It may have been Clean and Sober. Yeah. So, but so that that gets us to Spider Man, the early knots, uh-huh. and then Marvel. Like I was saying, they're out of money. They've given Spider Man away. They've given the X Men away. They're left with a bunch of B movie, B B C D tier characters. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. needs a job, and you have Iron Man. That's right. And that's kind of where it all changes. So worth the nation. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> a universe. Yeah, 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 it really is. But up until Iron Man, you had these little small periods of, of, oh, hey, we can do comic book movies right. And it wasn't until Marvel who put Iron Man out. And nobody really, they didn't really have a studio pushing it because nobody cared about Iron Man. And it just exploded. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there wasn't a lot of continuity from, from, from Superman all the way through Spider-Man. Right. I mean, it was burst you know, yes. over 20 mm-hmm. years. But it leads to this unbelievable cinematic universe right. that folks have tried to copy. And I guess it's been successful, but we're almost at burnout, right? Yeah, I think that's what... I think that's where we're getting close to close to as a saturation point. So we're almost burnt out on this episode because we're doing this over lunch. We're going to break and we will see you guys next week. We're going to talk about uh, when when are super too many superheroes too many superheroes. 
And what do we need to cut? I mean, we need who do we need to snap in half the superhero oh, universe? Ooh. Yeah, nice. Goes away. Nice. So, all right, join us next week. Thanks, guys.